Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, how was your weekend? I just literally came back from Leavenworth unpacking everything. How was that? How did you do? It was okay. I didn't have a very good time because as you know, I was supposed to be out of town too. So, you know, as usual, when you, you, when you leave town, I just didn't do anything and didn't see any friends or, you know, any of that stuff. Isn't it kind of nice and relaxing though, just to kind of have like some time off just to kind of decompress and just have some me time though. I kind of like that personally. It is, but I'm just kidding. You just haven't seen my stories yet. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had time. I just got back from Leavenworth. I haven't even had time to look back at any of your Instagram stories or anything like that. I noticed that you did have a giveaway with custard and things. So everybody go enter that. Yeah. I did see that briefly. Yeah. Other than that, I I haven't seen you in a while. I've missed you. I missed you. I missed you Finally, I've waited to hear these words. Hashtag not a couple, but I've waited to hear these words for a very long time. I miss you too. Um, but we'll we'll get to like what my weekend was like uh, during part of our recap today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leavenworth was so much fun. Did you see my cabin? The cabin was crazy. I did see the cabin. It was beautiful. And I also saw the hike. And I think the hike to me was really awesome. I mean, not that, you know, drinking half of Vicens and eating, you know, sausage isn't a great deal, but the hike really looked beautiful too. I drank so much beer, ate so many pretzels and brats and sauerkraut. I think I'm officially a quarter German from, from that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. much. It was, it was awesome. Fantastic time. Got it. I have to give a gr- big shout out to Yelp Seattle Eastside, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren, the community manager, to put something all the way out in Leavenworth and to do three different events mm-hmm. for Yelp. Amazing. Raised the bar to a whole new level. And... I got to run into some fun foodie Instagrammers. We saw Spoonful of Ava. We I saw Randy Yin and the Ann Win. So fun. Shelby Food Adventure and Emerald City Eater also came with me on the, the whole journey. So lots of foodie people. Totally. Um, I, I think I saw all their stories as well. So it looked like a lot of fun. It was great. But I'm back and I'm uh, glad to be back and glad to be talking to you. As I said, it, it felt like it's been months, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and worse, what's worse, you guys, here's the deal. What's worse is Nelson was in the woods, so we couldn't even text properly. What you guys probably don't know is we text a lot during the week. And I just, you know, I would send in these texts and they'd be empty and dead air. And then like the next day I'd get a response and be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Even though I was glamping, I did not get any service whatsoever. Totally. Um, totally. I got the Wi-Fi was fantastic. So mm-hmm. if we had iMessage, I was mm-hmm. like, it'd be perfect. But texting back and forth, mm-hmm. I would send a text and it'd be like, error, fail message, error, fail message, error, fail message. And I have to like literally walk around everywhere <laughs> to find like a signal. And then when I wake up at like 7 a.m., there's like all these messages that come up from Monica. So. <laughs> Go figure. Go figure. I don't yeah. know. I, I miss our late night texting sessions. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome to our show. This is episode 34 of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Everyone that's been listening so far, thank you so much. And to all you new listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great show. Monica, we did some recaps this week. It's kind of odd because normally we hang out three, maybe a couple more times during mm-hmm. the week, but we actually got a little break. I mean, we saw saw each other maybe once or twice, and that was about it. Pretty much we've been going on our own. 
Yep. That's pretty much it. I mean, you know, two weeks ago we had that talk about our schedule. And so <laughs> this was the first time where we actually got to feel more balance in our schedule. Definitely. So, you know, I think somewhere in between, you know, not seeing each other at all and maybe three times would probably be good, but um, it definitely felt different for sure. Monica, I got something for you. We got a chance to actually visit Elysian Brewing in Capitol Hill and they got a remodel. We both attended the preview party last week. Yep. Monica, I don't know about you. I love the open space and all that natural lighting. Oh, so good for pictures and all (laughs) the new brewing equipment that they had. They were handing out their seasonal beer, which was a blood orange space dust IPA. So normally they have a space dust IPA, but they added the blood orange because of the springtime. Mm-hmm. While you didn't drink much, Monica, you had a beer and a couple samplers. I got to indulge in several, including the mango number five, which was mm-hmm. a mango kettle sour, the flu fighters, which was a Berliner Weiss, and the purple dinghy, which was a boysenberry bread stout. In addition, they had some nibbles, including a slider version of their mushroom melt to basically promote some of their new spring menu. Illusion Brewing is now open to the public starting Monday, May 6th. So now you can go out and grab a beer and check out the new digs. Yeah, I love the space too. The ceilings are so high. I mean, in in some ways, it just reminded me of when I went to SU. And so it it was familiar, but different. Like you said, a total like open concept. But there's things in there to remind us of the past, like the doors by the bathroom, like those are the old doors with all the stickers on them. And then the new brewing equipment where you can actually watch the brewing being done. I mean, I think that's something that is very interesting to people um, seeing the products come through and, and what they're drinking. It also give them a lot of flexibility to experiment in different ways than they have been in the past. Um, we also saw our friends there at Find Me in Seattle and at Obelicious PNW and What's Up NW. They were awesome. So great to see them. And we just hanging out. Annie Eats Food also came, stopped by later on too as yeah. well. It was a great time. I'm, I'm really excited. It, they're now open, officially open after the remodel. I've been a huge fan of Elysian beers. Yes. Huge fan, so. Yes. I think that mango number five tastes the best. Like you said, I didn't really drink. I had a headache that night, but the mango number five, I, that went down really easy. I have to Uh, say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a perfect springtime slash summer beer. I loved it. It's not too sweet and just really delicious. Now, Monica, tell us what you do on Saturday because something opened up. Yes. On Saturday was opening day for the South Lake Union Saturday market. And um, I think there might be a couple stories left for you to look at, but I have to tell you, (laughs) Nelson, um, you've been to the opening day with me before. Last year you came with me. This time I was there from start to finish. And so Mm. we're talking before 11 o'clock to after the vendors are breaking down. And this is the fifth season of the market. So still a relatively young market, but it was really great to see return, returning vendors like Mangosteen. So if you guys want to hear about Mangosteen, we actually recorded with them uh, episode number five with Chef Ty and Susu Rolled Ice Cream. We recorded with them episode 16 if you want to go back and catch up. There were a good amount of new vendors and I haven't been able to try them out all yet, um, but pretty exciting to see the different types of cuisine. And if I had to choose a new favorite bite for the week, it would have to be from Sticky Treats and Sweets. So what they're doing is serving up sticky rice in flavors like chocolate cardamom with ice cream from Lopez Island and pinks. And then they're topping it with crunchy quinoa. And so oh, it's wow. a really nice 
ice play of flavors and temperatures because the sticky rice is warm, the ice cream is cold, and then the crunchy quinoa is crisp. And so all of that coming together, pretty unique. I haven't had anything like it. And that's a really nice addition to the street food scene. Sounds good, right? Yes. You know what that means? Since you didn't get to visit everyone, we get to do it all over again next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. You're in. You're in. Who's coming with me? Right. Who's coming with me? So if you want to catch that Lake Union Market, it's every Saturday. It's right near Denny Park till the end of summer. And I ran into a few people there. I ran into um, Feed the Pudge. I ran into Bam Bam Lamb Chops, ran into Carol Cook. And then even though I didn't run into some other folks, I saw a lot of folks that I knew were posting stories. Um, they probably just didn't see me because since I was there all day, I just staked out a picnic table and just kind of laid low. <laughs> so it was really, it was a beautiful, gorgeous day for it too. Yeah, weather was beautiful. Monica, that's pretty much all our recaps. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it. Just two. Really easy. Let's go ahead and slide on into the events. I have another pop-up for all you guys. We've talked about it before, but it's always good to tell you to the masses about this pop-up because everybody likes to go to this one. Flower Box is having another pop-up. Mm -hmm. And after their last pop-up in Bellevue, they're coming back to Seattle, this time at Heritage Distilling Company in Capitol Hill. But Monica, before I go into that, did you see the stories last time when they were popped up on the east side? I mean, the line was out like two, three blocks out. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, Nuts. I saw that. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> so again, pro tip for everyone that's never been to any pop-up, arrive 15 to maybe 30 minutes early. I've been to the flower box pop-ups before. I've been, We've been first in line and we had to wait about 45 to an hour just to let you know they do sell out fast. This pop-up again, like I mentioned, is at Heritage Distilling Company in Capitol Hill. And it's going to be this Saturday, May 11th at 2 p.m. to sell out. In addition to Flower Box, there are other vendors out there. Particle Goods will be selling candles and the Stemry will have flowers on hand as well. If you don't have gifts from Mother's Day, this is now your chance, guys. Donuts and flowers and candles. Donuts, flowers, and candles. Perfect. And right. don't forget the spirits because we've been to the Heritage. Oh, yeah. Yes. Hill. First of all, you guys, it is a beautiful space. And so if you haven't been there, it's gorgeous. And then just like you can get growlers for beer at breweries, you can get growlers of spirits. And they're so colorful. And the display is just so gorgeous. You're going to love it. I could do a growler of brown sugar bourbon, Monica. I don't know about you. <laughs> It's pretty good. I had some brown sugar bourbon salmon today um, for breakfast. So that was pretty delicious. I brought it to Leavenworth to our cabin. It was a hit. I love it. I, <laughs> I love know. It's it really good. Yeah, it's good. As for Flower Box, let's get back to that. They're going mm -hmm. to have the creme brulee and two exclusive flavors just for this pop-up at Heritage Distilling. But what we're all here for, Monica, is for the everything bagel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> a bagel in donut form and then inside is cream cheese with the everything bagel spread on on that donut oh so good so good <laughs> i could buy if i can i want to go there and just buy a dozen that's all i want that's all i want just to give me the everything bagels so. that's all you want for mother's day <laughs> oh yeah that's all i want that's all my mom won't mind my mom won't mind she'll eat no. maybe, i'll give her one or half totally. or, maybe a, or maybe a quarter because i want to eat the rest of them so of course i hear that <laughs> i hear that yeah all right what else you got monica what else you got for us Oh, more pop-ups. Yeah. So 
Let's see. Everybody knows Ray's Donuts, but they're having a cake pop up on Sunday, May 12th, which is Mother's Day. So they're going to be baking up Ray's cakes from noon to 4 p.m. or until they're sold out. So whenever you hear those words until sold out tells you you should be there early. These cakes are going to be made from scratch, filled with whipped cream and fruit and iced in buttercream. They're going to be $5 a slice. And from what I hear, they're going to be available every Saturday and Sunday starting in June. So the flavors haven't been announced yet. So keep up to date by following Raised Donuts on social media. Nelson, what do you think about uh, cakes coming out of uh, Raised Donuts? Oh, if people don't know, Me Kim came out from Macrina's Bakery, right? Mm -hmm. So she used to work there in the past. So Mm -hmm. she's not just doing donuts back in the day. She was doing tons of other baked goods. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been to her new site, which is Raised Cakes, she has some pictures of cakes that she's made before in the Mm -hmm. past. And they are absolutely beautiful. This is awesome. Good for her. Sunday, get some cakes. And donuts. (laughs) And donuts. And donuts. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love her mochi donuts that they yeah. get me everything yeah i think your son loves the mochi donuts a lot more though right he does <laughs> he fights <laughs> me for them but i have to let him have them because he's my son that's why like, every that's why every time when i pick up raised donuts for you i have to get like multiple mo- mochi donuts i know <laughs> thank you, you so much have some, you can at least have one i know for, like... i just want and that's all i get one if i'm lucky <laughs> Because usually it's just like, all I hear is, are you going to eat that? (laughs) Yes, he does love them. Well, Monica, I have another event for you. I am so glad the weather is getting warmer because that means seasonal farmers markets are Mm -hmm. opening up. So the farmers markets are now starting to show up in the greater Seattle area. And one of my favorite, favorite farmers markets is the Columbia City Farmers Market, which will be debuting this Wednesday, May 8th from 3 to 7 p.m. I absolutely love this farmer's market. There's uh, so many awesome vendors. Tanduzi's there. Unfortunately, our favorite, one of our favorite ice creams, Sweet Bumpus, used to be there, but I think there's going to be someone else. And I'm (laughs) sad that I cannot get ice cream from there. I used to always get ice cream from Matt Bumpus and company, and I love them. But there's going to be another awesome vendor serving ice cream, I'm sure. I just love the different produce and the flowers out there it's just it's just one of my favorite farmers markets yeah i think it's a pretty fun one it's one i don't get to very often but um very popular and and just a great lineup of vendors and then monica speaking of vendors one of our favorite cookie places is having a brick and mortar yes we go way back with lowrider yeah, way <laughs> so we, way back way way back so we've been seeing lowrider and you know they've stolen our hearts with their cookies and now they're going to open a storefront in the central district on may 11. so previously you could find them on the street or at pop-ups which is where we got to start meeting them and getting to know them a little bit better and at the georgetown trailer but now they're going to be at 24 07 East Union Street, Suite C, right next to Union Coffee. So what I love about Lowrider Baking Company is I love their stuffed cookies and actually the birthday cake cookie, which I'm not a birthday cake kind of person, but somehow that cookie is just so delicious to me. What about you, Nelson? What are some of your favorites? Okay, so I've recently visited them in the Airstream at the Georgetown Mm -hmm. Trailer Park, and they had the s'mores as well as Mm -hmm. a stuffed churro cookie. (laughs) Oh, M G. That was ridiculous. It was like, and we came there late too. So they only had a couple left because they were Mm -hmm. selling out and I just bought out 
the churro cookies because they were so good. I bought them out. I just like, all right, just give me the rest of them. I don't care. Just give me the rest of them. So good. I just love their progression. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't you like Lowrider Baking Company? They started out as just doing pop-ups and then they they were at the Burian Farmer's Market. Yeah. Then they popped up in Issaquah, which I love because it's literally two minutes away from my house. And then they ended the SLU market as well. And then they had their Airstream and now they have their brick and mortar. So I'm so, so happy for Emily and Co for having this place. I can't wait totally. to visit it. Yeah. Totally. Pretty exciting. And then Monica, tell us about this UW night market. I, I love this place. Tell us about this event. <laughs> oh, oh did, did you go to UW? Tell, tell me more about that, Nelson. <laughs> um, people don't need to know about that, but I did go to UW. Um, big, huge Washington alumni. So shout out to all my UW listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson's funny, like he never says that to people. He always says that to people. <laughs> Hey, by okay. the way, did did I did I tell you I used to graduate from UW? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we got you. Uh, so the UW Night Market, Saturday, May 11th, they're celebrating. Can you believe this? 19th consecutive year. That's wow. So That's long, crazy. right? I can't believe it. It's one of the biggest food festivals in the area, and it celebrates Taiwanese culture and food. So there's going to be a huge variety of Taiwanese and Asian food from over 30 vendors. Here's the key, you guys. You'll be able to pay only using cash and vouchers, which are going to be available at the information booth or by pre-sale. And you can use Venmo or credit cards for those. But don't expect to be able to use cards at any of the vendors. So pay attention. Expect to see food trucks like Beanfish and Ferrali and businesses like Macadon's, Misum, Boiling Point, Meat Fresh, Blackbird, Cafe O Dessert, and so, so much more. Nelson, do you have a lot of memories about going to the night market? I have several memories because it started when I was there. So um, <laughs> not trying to date myself, but yeah. I went to the first I went to the first UW night market when oh it ever gosh. posted. 19 wow. years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. So not to not to toot my own horn. Back then <laughs> it was just back then it literally was like just a couple tables. There was nothing there. It was just like and I would walk by Red Square and I'm like, what is this thing? What, mm-hmm. What's going on here? And it was just like, oh, it's hosted by the TSA and CSA, mm-hmm. which were the student associations. And yep. man, now they're huge, huge. huge. Um, you know, last time I went, it was like you couldn't move around. <laughs> it's so busy, but so many familiar businesses and businesses you don't always see around. And, and so it's kind of a nice cultural gathering. And there's entertainment and lots of family fun as well. Just another pro tip, right, Monica? Like, get there early. Yes, <laughs> get there early. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people say it has to be night for a night market, but if you wait till night, honestly, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little challenging. A lot of foods sell out too, as well, and the crowds, the crowds get crazy, you guys. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's insane. If you have family, please make sure you get there really early, and that way you can enjoy it without as many lines coming up. For sure. Perfect. And then Monica. To end off the week, I hope your son is listening because it's Mother's Day. <laughs> you know he never listens to the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm telling him now, start listening. <laughs> if you don't know what's going on this week, Mother's Day is coming up. So that guys and ladies, make sure you have something for your mom, flowers, balloons, I don't know, cakes, whatever it is. Mother's Day is coming May 12th. I just want to let you know, if you haven't gotten something for your mom, good luck. But with Mother's Day, brunches are abound. And Monica and I want to recommend a Mother's Day brunch each. For me, okay, 
I feel like we haven't touched a lot on the east side, so I want to go ahead and give out an east side recommendation. This place I've been to several times with my family, including my mom and the rest of my extended family, and it's Eggs at the Bellevue Hyatt Regency. Like I said, my family and I have eaten here on several occasions, including holidays. Monica, we enjoy that mother, this Mother's Day, mother's Day brunch because mm-hmm. their eggs benedicts are always made to order, mm-hmm. so it's just not sitting there in the hot steam plate. And they have egg white omelets, which I really love too, because, you know, for my bodybuilding, um, you know, yeah. Fitness blogging. Yes. Yes. Protein and everything. Mm -hmm. So egg white only, (laughs) but they're really famous for their smoked salmon egg white omelets. And I usually get those the first thing I order when I get there. It's a great place. I, I really enjoy it. There's like I mentioned, there's not too many breakfast or brunch spots in the, on the East side. So this is actually one really good one. I would recommend Yeah. For sure. And, you know, I don't get to the east side much. Um, I go a lot more now than I used to. But even I've been there. I haven't been there for for the brunches, um, but definitely just have had breakfast service there. And um, so I know exactly where you're talking about. It's really convenient. Parking's really easy. It's in the hotel. Not not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. How about you, Monica? What what do your uh, family usually take you to Mother's Day or what have they taken you in the past? Uh, We're on on the North End in North Seattle. And so my family often takes me to Palisade in Magnolia. My number one thing to eat is crab. (laughs) And they know Mm -hmm. this about me. So they take me to Palisade. And one of my many plates that day is an entire plate of crab. And that's all there will be, just Dungeness crab on the plate. And I'm totally happy. And I'll sit there. And I think we've talked about me cracking crabs with my hands before. (laughs) So there's a lot of that happening. Uh, But I also get Benedict's. Um, I also love their salmon, whatever they're cooking that day. And I eat tons of charcuterie too. And they always have Beatrice flagship and Tillamook sharp cheddar. So those are some of my favorites. And um, my family really loves the banana macadamia nut pancakes and then the made to order omelets as well. You know, a a good brunch really does have an omelet and pancake station, right? I mean, how can Mm -hmm. you do that? Yeah. So that's, that's pretty traditional for us and they have so much food and it's all you can eat for $65 per person for Mother's Day in particular, and probably Father's Day. They run the buffet on Saturday and Sunday. And so there's no pressure to to do it all on Sunday. They spread it out. And so there's more opportunities for people to, to be able to have that meal. I really love the location because when we're so full, we just get out and it's usually a nice day and we'll walk around the marina and just sort of take family pictures. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big tradition for us too. And um, parking's really easy there. You know, I mean, I could go downtown, but it's so stressful. Palisade just has plentiful parking and they valet it too, you know, in case you don't want to walk, which, you know, I don't like to stand in lines or walk, but you know, (laughs) I get there early. So I get the good parking. (laughs) (laughs) I heard their spread is amazing. Uh, People have recommended the brunch buffet before Mm -hmm. and i love the views the view is so beautiful at the palisades just don't fall into the koi ponds monica don't fall fall in there six inches of water i'll try not to (laughs) i love that entrance the entrance is so pretty Mm -hmm. you walk in there's a koi ponds to the left and right of you and Mm -hmm just giant fish. It's, it's an awesome scene. I love it. Palisades. Wonderful. But guys, make sure if you are doing a mother's day brunch, make sure you make reservations. I'm just telling you right now, make sure you make a reservation. doesn't matter where you're going. Just don't walk up. We always say this, just don't walk up. Just Just got a plan, plan ahead. You're one person. Just don't walk up. Do you know that you can buy the koi? You can buy the koi. I, yeah, I didn't know from Palisade. I didn't yeah. know. I had no idea. No. And they'll, and they'll cook it for you. They'll cook it for you. 
April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> What is going on here? You're just so gullible. I can't help it. I've missed you so much. I literally thought like you can you can purchase the koi pond. Okay, cool. I know koi you're pond. so fun that I'm way. Like, I know I'm you. Sorry. I didn't think you can cook it, but I was like, okay, I'll take that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> oh, oh man, boy. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, why I'm still the cure co-host? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> oh boy. All right, those are those were the events. Perfect. I'm excited. I might have to stop by and get some cookies. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> now I'm in the mood. I've I've eaten so much bratwurst. That was, I I need some sweet stuff. So I'm gonna yeah. need some birthday co- cake cookies. I think all I saw for dessert on your trip was like ice cream, right? Oh, ice cream and gelato. Yeah. Oh, gelato. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I saw the gelato. Ice cream. Speaking of desserts, Monica, can you introduce our next guest, please? Absolutely. Jess Tepper has been around the Seattle food scene for years. She's blogged, vlogged, and many people have known her as Seattle Dessert Geek. She's a very dear friend and an all-around fun person to hang with. Here's our interview. Hi, everyone. We're here today with Jess Tepper, also known as It's Jess Every Day. Jess and I have known each other for years. Uh, First, we interacted on the interwebs, and then we met in real life. Over recent years, Jess has been known as Seattle Dessert Geek, which inspired me daily to eat all the sweets. Welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you for having me, Monica. (laughs) You're the best. Oh, thanks so much. So, it's been a minute since we've seen each other, so let's get started talking a little bit about how you got started in social media and more specifically Instagram. So, I was thinking about this question because you're awesome and prepared me for this little be transparent and social media and Instagram are two completely different stories yes social media was completely by accident I don't know if I've told you this actually but when I was an undergrad I took the very last film class for non-majors at my school oh my gosh very last which dates me so much and (laughs) I wanted to take more photos after that didn't really know what I just like taking photos I actually like taking landscape at the Mm -hmm. time believe it or not and like long exposure I got my first DSLR a Canon Rebel T2i yes we went to San Francisco I took my first photos there's a whole embarrassing story about that and then somehow decided to start my first food blog which was Ricochet Biscuit, Mm -hmm. and fell into being sort of an assistant editor for an online publication a few weeks later because of a tweet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that sort of took off for food blogging and it changed and evolved from there. But Instagram happened at one precise point. It's because of Adam Gentamore of Eat, Drink, Learn in a pool party at the International Association of Culinary Professionals in LA. I think it was like the 2016 conference Mm -hmm. or so, like 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And we're just at this pool party. I'm eating a s'mores popsicle and he tells me I should do Instagram and finally convinces me. And so the first photo is of that popsicle. Oh. That's amazing. I think it's always valuable to know what your first Instagram photo was. Yeah. Mine was me in my Hello Kitty pajamas. <laughs> How do I not see these pajamas? Oh, it's so old oh. and way back there. Now, and you raise a good point. I mean, I'm glad you provided some background and context of social media and Instagram being totally different. Um, I think in recent years, people may have gotten to know you better as a vlogger yeah. and not really read your written blogs before, yeah. uh, which is when I started uh, getting to know you a little bit better. Oh, dear. Did you read Ricochet then? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember the online company you were talking about also. Okay, so we all grow, change, and evolve. So is there anything new and exciting coming up for you? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so 
I should give some backup here. I haven't talked about it a lot online, but I have a lot of chronic health issues. Mm -hmm. You know this. Yeah. And I've been stuck with this balance of how to be a social media person. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a lot of work. It is. And I was trying to figure out how to be more myself. Yeah. And I wanted to geek out more about other things. <laughs> like, I got a master's in public affairs. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do more. There's so much I want to talk about, like Blackpink mm -hmm. and kitchen incubators mm -hmm. and lichen. And where could I put all of that and give it space, but also be dessert centric because I'm always dessert first. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You, know, you, you leave me alone for 30 seconds. We're talking about chocolate. Yes. You, know, you know that. And I really wanted something that would give me room to grow, but would still be, yeah, that dessert first. And that's where Just Every Day came in. Mm -hmm. And Just Every Day is about dessert first, but really that adventure where the adventure can be accessible, where anyone can do it, where mm -hmm maybe the adventure is right next door. Mm -hmm. And it's actually led me to find a lot of these, I wouldn't call them necessarily hidden gems, because yeah. they were right in front of my face. <laughs> but I found these places that I'd never been to mm -hmm. just because I hadn't taken the time to be there on the right day yeah. or go with the right person. <laughs> like anything from, there's the Sunmay Company. Would you have been there? That makes Sunday? Yeah, so, no, Sunmay Company. Oh, they're yeah. from 1911. They're down the, they're in the alleyway mm -hmm. from Winglick Museum and they've been open since 1911. That's amazing. I went for the first time this year. Mm -hmm. That's not food, but like, I grew up in Bellevue. I should mm -hmm. know these things, mm -hmm. and I didn't. So my goal is just to bring these really small, really fun, mostly food adventures mm -hmm. to all of you awesome peeps. Yeah, and I think that's a great concept because we all know the big names of the best sandwiches, the best ramen, yeah. the best coffee shops in Seattle. And now with more and more people moving here every day, it's like you said, it's not hidden gems. These are things that have existed, but we just haven't communicated or conveyed them, right? Or discovered them ourselves. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, I need to rant. Mm -hmm. I am not over Il Corvo Pasta Studio being gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so for, I guess we should explain it for new people. So I think everyone knows about Il Corvo, mm -hmm. the pasta studio, you know, super awesome. Mm -hmm. For a brief spell in the Impact Hub building, they had a pasta shop where you could get pasta by the gram. Mm -hmm. And I felt so adult with these little, like, <laughs> they had the cones, the paper cones yep. tied with twine. Mm -hmm. And I always felt so special taking mm -hmm. that home. And then they just, they survived, what, six, it wasn't 12 very months? Long. Yeah. And it's Il Corvo for like $5. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm over that one day. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get to it. So you're sort of leading into out of dessert and into the food arena with El Corvo. What do you think, how would you describe the Seattle food scene? Ooh, constantly shifting. Mm. I've noticed a lot of waves mm -hmm. in dessert and all food, but really dessert. Like there was a wave for a bit where we had waffles everywhere. Mm -hmm. Waffles are now coming back, mm -hmm. but there was like that rise of waffles. We had multiple waffle food trucks yes. and then it was just gone. Gone. And it was all, where'd the waffles go? <laughs> like, I haven't seen My Sweet Little Cakes in ages. I know they exist. I know yeah. they're somewhere. Mm -hmm. But now we're in the rise of both hot pot and cheese tea. Yeah, cheese tea. <laughs> like, it's everywhere all of a sudden. Yeah. I think I know of three places for cheese tea. Mm -hmm. And I think there was zero last year. There was zero, yeah. And so, to me, that's really neat to see these shifts. Mm -hmm. We're getting a far more Chinese population right yeah. now, I think. And a lot more, like, South Chinese, I think, if I have it right. Or is it, yeah. Yes. The Sichuan influence is really strong right now. Taiwanese also. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're getting more of that bubble tea, mm -hmm. more of that cheese mm -hmm. tea, and I am here for it. Yes. The street food and the beverages yeah. and even uh, beyond the grass jelly desserts, which <laughs> Nelson and I love to talk about because yes. he loves grass jelly, but he always talks about how um, he wished there were more, right? Yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> different yeah. desserts. And we need more mochi. 
Yes. Definitely more mochi. We need more mochi for sure. And so right now there's an insurgence of uh, Korean style mochi, yeah. which is in Jolmi. Yeah. Um, but we need more Japanese style mochi being yeah. sold for sure. Definitely. <laughs> like the only Wagashi shop we have is Tokata. And yes. I love Tokata. Everyone needs to go to Tokata. Mm -hmm. But that's it. And we used to have Umaido. Yep. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. I miss. I hope art's doing well. Yeah. Me as well. Um, so you alluded to this earlier. Um, what are some hidden gems, or in, not hidden gems, but some spots that you learned about that other folks in Seattle might not know? Hmm. Yeah. So many. So many. So the first one is Intrigue Chocolate, which uh -huh. it, we're we're here. We're in Intrigue Chocolate, but this is the known location, the Cap Hill one, mm -hmm. which is surprising. This is very new. Yeah. I'm talking about Intrigue Pioneer Square. That's right. Which has tastings and they have hot zombie, which mm -hmm. is they take all their spare truffles once a month and make hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. And it's nonsense because they have flavors <laughs> like everything bagel. So it's always a delight to get that. And I've yet to meet someone besides me who introduces me to hot zombie. Like we all gotta get hot zombie. Let's see who else. Young tea somehow. Mm -hmm. I feel like drive through boba has become very, very, very popular. Yeah. And yet, young tea, mm -hmm. which is also excellent tea. They're, those are my two favorites, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and I love both of those as well. Yeah. It's like picking a favorite child. You can't pick yes. a favorite. Well, you just um, say East Side and Seattle. Yeah. And then that's the way. Yeah. And then also a lot of the like small order only makers, like Goo Goo Fine Dessert, hmm. which have you had her? No. Yeah. I haven't. Taiko makes Japanese American, that Japanese fua fua, mm -hmm. fluffy sponge cake with mm -hmm. a whipped cream frosting. Mm, yeah. And yeah, we did a little mukbang style show with awesome. the cake. It's so good. So good. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like those are, you have to practically mm. fall on their Instagram feed to even know they exist. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing more and more businesses like that where they yeah. don't have a storefront. They're not doing regular pop-ups. They're just doing order only. Yeah. And so that allows them a lot more control over their product and like how many orders they're taking and when delivery is. And, and just, I, I've noticed it seems that they get to maintain a lot more quality than if they were in mass oh, yeah. production. But it also means you have to wait for the good stuff. Right? Like, have you heard about Cosmo Kitchen? No. I've been wanting to try them out. They okay. do bento delivery. Really? Like, really traditional. Japanese bento? Yeah. They do a karaage. Mm -hmm. And they do other neat things. They mm -hmm. have, like, seasonal bento. Hmm. And because of all my food allergies, I haven't ordered one yet. But I'm fingers crossed. I'll yeah. find one I can eat. <laughs> for sure. Okay. So find one you can eat. So a question we always ask people on the show is what are you eating? This could be things that you're cooking, cuisine that you're totally into, or, you know, restaurants that you've been eating at. Ooh. So our new excitement is we've been making more French toast at home. Mm -hmm. And Seawolf makes a wonderful pan au lait. It's a variation on a brioche, that mm -hmm. eggy, soft, fluffy dough. It makes that wonderful light bread. Mm -hmm. And this is slightly more milky than eggy, you know, cannolet. Mm -hmm. And it just, it makes beautiful French toast. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to make it a weekly habit to make that French toast. Oh, that's really great. I don't find a lot of um, sort of milk breads around the city, yeah. do you? No, they're, yeah, they're pretty either. rare. Yeah. Like, I really just want to go to Sandwich House Trace and buy loaves yeah. of their bread. <laughs> That stuff is so fluffy. It is. It is. In Hawaii, we had someone that we would order from, and she basically Ooh. just had a commercial kitchen out of her house. And really, we would wait every week for that milk bread delivery. And, and you're right, like the texture of it, the flavor of it, it's yep. just ideal for something like French toast. Uh, now I just want milk bread Me delivery. Me too. <laughs> someone make that happen. Someone I'll be your make first that customer. happen. Right. I'll buy every week. <laughs> right. Um, anything else you're, you want to highlight? Hmm. I am loving the rise of Jewish food right now. Yes. And so I posted. Thank you. Yes. So excited. 
I posted an Instagram photo from San Francisco, actually. Mm-hmm. Most of the responses were about Brenner Brothers Bakery, mm-hmm. which, were you here for that? No, I wasn't. Yeah, that close in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. it was the Jewish mm-hmm. deli to go to on the east side mm-hmm. for, like, from the 70s to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And when it closed, it was a big cultural loss mm-hmm. just because everyone that I know who's part of the Jewish community has some story about Brenner Brothers. Yeah, and, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and then we had nothing here. But mm-hmm. now we have, like, three or four places, yeah, including Westman's Next Door mm-hmm. for bagels. And I'm just so excited to see just, like, Dinkfelder's mm-hmm. and Dacha really just bloom yeah. and give us more blintzes and kugel please yes like we have this whole gap that mm-hmm. hasn't been filled until mm-hmm. now and now it means more blintzes for me and i'm good with that yes <laughs> more blintzes yes okay so we do have time for a short lightning round okay. so i'm going to ask you a few questions and you're going to say the first thing that pops in your head okay you ready yeah okay where's your favorite hot pot broth who dollar shop pork bone bone leg yes. yes i cheated i know that one <laughs> um brunch or dinner brunch every freaking time Give me the pancakes. Okay. Semi-sweet or dark? dark? Dark. But I do like dark milk a really huge amount. Patrick has my heart and they know it. <laughs> and my budget. Of course. Hot fudge or butterscotch? Ooh, actually salted butterscotch. Salted butterscotch. I am a salt geek. Yes. The, you leave me alone. I'm going to figure out a way to talk salt and chocolate together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, salted butterscotch. What's your go-to boba order? Ooh, okay. So if I'm not thinking it's 50% sugar, milk tea with boba, but I am a giant fan of black jelly or black sugar grass jelly. Yes. The black sugar grass jelly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Okay. So last question, where can our listeners find you on different platforms, social media, just everything? Where can they find you? So I'm on jesseveryday.com. Mm-hmm. I'm Jess Everyday on YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitter and Instagram is it's Jess Everyday. Oh, it's all aligned. I love it. Finally. Finally. It took me a while to align all of mine as well. All right, Jess, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thank you for having me. And that's our interview with Jess Tupper. I remember the first time I met Jess Tupper in person. Um, it was it was surreal because we met online on Twitter and then met in real life. And I remember that day, it was Dragon Fest in Chinatown. And since then, we've been great friends and we try to get together at least once a month. And she's so fantastic. Um, Nelson, you, you've been getting to know Jess better over the years as well, right? I have. I met her actually, the first time I met her was at a lowrider baking company pop-up. That's right. For Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. And I just want to tell you this this story at the Northwest Chocolate Festival. My (laughs) goodness. If you guys don't know, Jess is so knowledgeable at chocolate. I mean, Mm -hmm. not just chocolate, but everything sweets, everything, and food in general, anything in general. But my goodness, the detail, the descriptions, and just... (laughs) The taste palette that she has for these chocolates, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible, Monica. Yes, I absolutely agree that she's in her element for sure. And that's the first time I've been to the chocolate festival with her. But um, you have to have a very particular kind of palette for chocolate. I've been trying to build mine up, but I'm nowhere near where I'd like to be in my journey. But she's definitely inspirational and she's very passionate. And she has such great contacts in the industry and so beloved. Um, Just such a sweet, sweet person. Love Jess. Yes, well-beloved, well-beloved and well-deserving too as well. Mm -hmm. That's all for our show today. Tune in next week when I name my koi pond and (laughs) purchase several fish from the Palisade. Monica, I'm going to get you back somehow. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get you back. (laughs) I had you. (laughs) You had me real bad. 
Uh, you just just wait just wait uh, i will maybe i'll deliver some maybe i'll uh leave a package of koi fish or something in front of your house or something like that i'll <laughs> okay, the godfather or something yeah, like that i don't know that's not all creepy right. at all yeah we just went real dark guys real <laughs> dark in the seattle footy podcast <laughs> Oh, you better be careful. My cat will eat them. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. And um, <laughs> happy eating, Seattle. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at Seattle Foodie Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. <laughs>